Hey everyone, this is Des from According to Des. Welcome to my podcast where I interview people with passions, hobbies, or side hustles trying to live their best lives by following their dreams and pursuing their goals. So get ready to be inspired. On today's episode, we have Ray from Ray's Reusables. Ray is awesome because she lives a low-waste lifestyle and she sells products to help others achieve the same. She sells reusable tissues, zipper patches, and reusable cutlery packs. Very, very cool. And on her Instagram, she hosts Trashy Tuesdays, where she actually goes out into her community in Philadelphia and picks up trash along the way to and from work. She also hosts Soupy Sundays, where she features her own soup recipes. She's really, really cool. So definitely follow her on Instagram and check out her Etsy page, where she sells all of her upcycled reusable goods. I'm very excited to talk with her today. So here we go. Here's the interview. Okay, everyone. Well, I am here with Ray from Ray's Reusable. Thank you so much for joining me, Ray. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. The pleasure is all mine. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. So I've been following you on Instagram for a while, and I reached out to you to talk to you because I think your Instagram channel is just really cool. So you are a Philadelphia-based maker, and you focus on upcycled reusable goods. Is that correct? Yeah. I wouldn't say that everything is upcycled, but it's definitely at the heart of where I started at the very least. Okay, awesome. I like your Instagram because you host Trashy Tuesdays, which you actually go out in the community and pick up litter, which I think is amazing. And then you also have Soupy Sundays, where you actually post like cool recipes. Both of those kind of started accidentally. One of them is just me trolling my husband. Uh, he told me that 2020 wasn't going to be a good year for soup, so I'm making it a good year. Oh. <laughs> I just started doing some like small maker interviews. I don't know how much that's going to turn into a thing, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. So what kind of came first? It's like that chicken or the egg question. So what came first, like your low waste lifestyle or your reusable making? I would say definitely the the low waste lifestyle. When I was younger, I went and moved away for college. I moved across the country. So when I did that, obviously I couldn't take everything that I'd accumulated. But we moved around a lot when I was young. So I didn't really have a ton of space to accumulate stuff. And then when I got back from that big trip from college, I was kind of in a place to evaluate and be like, okay, I have a lot of stuff that I haven't seen in a couple of years. And did I really miss any of it? And so I kind of started there thinking about like, okay, what am I bringing into my life? And do I need to get rid of some of the stuff and find homes for, you know, these things that are perfectly usable, but that I'm not using. And from there, I kind of started looking more at the areas of my life. I can't remember when exactly it happened that I started getting more into like reusable water bottles and the cutlery pouches. But I definitely think that the low waste lifestyle came first. And then I started making things that were relevant to that later on. Oh, okay, great. And what did you go to college for? I studied Spanish. Oh, wow. Okay. And are you from Philly? I moved around when I was a kid. Like I said, my parents were Air Force. So I was born in Phoenix. And then we moved to Europe for a couple of years. And then we moved to Maryland. So Maryland is like mostly where I'm from. Okay, gotcha. And where did you go to school for Spanish? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay, great, great. I just visited there for the first time recently. So it was really cool. Yeah, nice. How'd you like it? I loved it. We mostly just went to the hot air balloon festival, so I didn't get to explore too much, but I definitely want to go back because it's a really cool place. Yeah. The balloon festival is really magical. It's really great. Oh God. It was amazing. I want to go every year. I wish I could. (laughs) It was really cool. Were you always making things when you were younger? How did you learn how to sew? Because I see on your Instagram, you make like the zipper packs, you make purses. 
you make the reusable cutlery packs, um, you make reusable tissues. How did you get into sewing and all of that kind of maker stuff? I've always really liked doing things with my hands and, and drawing was something that I did a lot when I was uh, younger and like in school and stuff. But when my dad would take me up to Michigan to visit our grandparents up there, my grandmother was like, and I'm not exaggerating with his, like a championship quilter. Like she would enter her quilts into juried shows and win them. Oh so when we went God. up there, yeah, I know, right? That's a thing that happens. Wow. <laughs> so when we would go up there, she would sew with me a little bit, like nothing too complicated because we were only there for like maybe a week at a time. And then a couple of years ago when she died, she actually left me her sewing machine. Wow. Yeah. And I'd always liked making stuff. I sewed a little bit in high school, but nothing beyond a pillow. And then recently I just got really inspired to take all the jeans that I had laying around and make them into something that wasn't just a pile of jeans with holes in the thighs. Like, <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. So where did you make that jump? Because you have an awesome Etsy page. So how did you make that jump from just kind of messing around making things out of old jeans to actually selling your reusable products? I made a couple of rolls. I made one for myself so I could carry around cutlery. I made one for my husband and some close friends. One of my friends, I gave it to her as a going away gift when she moved to California. And she was like, are you selling? these and I had kind of like thought about it a little bit and after that I started pursuing going on Etsy and I did a couple of craft shows at the end of last year but I've really only been doing this since like I opened my Etsy in September oh uh, wow so pretty new yeah very very new I would wow. say yeah and are you seeing success with it I have been I was feeling a lot more successful going to in-person things like I'd set up before all of this happened to do a couple more craft shows and to do some farmers markets but you know, large gatherings of people are like not in vogue right now. We're not right. loving. But the online sales are still pretty good, actually. Not so much on the cutlery rolls, like who's thinking about taking cutlery rolls to go on a picnic. But the paperless products, like the cloth wipes and the paperless towels are doing well still. So that's good. Oh, great. And where do you get all of your materials from? It really varies. The flannel I get from an organics cotton distributor, producer in New Jersey called Cloud9. And I really love their fabric. It's so soft and really luxurious. And I get some of my printed fabric from them as well. But mostly I try and source secondhand. So all of my jeans are either my own jeans, donations from people that follow me or people that I've met on the internet. Or I go to the Philly AIDS thrift, which is a really rather large thrift store in town. They have a ton of clothes that get donated to them that they can't sell. I think the guy said it's like 10,000 pounds a week they sell to clothing recyclers. He told me that number. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, wow, every week? Yeah. yeah. So he was like, right? Who knew? So look at your closets. Think about how much clothing you're buying. He was like, yeah, we sell it all to clothing recyclers. So go up there and take whatever you want. And I did that once and I still have a lot of jeans. So I'm working my way through those before I go. Oh, wow. That's great. How do you get the idea of what you're going to make? My thought is always for, I guess, utility is the right word. Like, I don't want to make something that's cute, but that won't be used. I think it's really important to me that the items that I'm making have a purpose and that they're going to be used and reused for a long time. Anything that I bring into my life, that's the kind of philosophy that I try and attach to it. With the utensil rolls, for instance, I thought about that because I was going and taking my lunch into work every day and having that utensil roll either there in my bag was really helpful for me. So things like that, produce bags, instead of using that little tiny plastic produce bag that is not recyclable, taking that instead. When I look at the jeans, I try and figure out how can I maximize using every part of this. I had a bunch of waistbands laying around. I was like, what am I going to do with all these stupid waistbands? And then I just made a bag out of them and it was really cute. So I was uh, <laughs> just trying to think about usefulness and then using everything. 
Wow, that's great. And I think it's so important because there is this movement, obviously, towards going green, using recyclable, not using single-use plastics. It's really important. So mm -hmm. I think that your shop is really important and going to be impactful for sure. Thank you. Do you actually make the silverware? Because I know they're made out of wood, or do you buy those? Yeah, I buy them. So those ones, I did a lot of research, actually, because I found that a lot of the bamboo cutlery that I was seeing looked really splintery, or it looked really sharp, and I wasn't happy with it. And then I found there's a, a company called Bamboo, B-A-M-B-U. Their importer, or like, I guess, head is based in Portland, Oregon, and they partner with organic bamboo farmers in China, and they make those. I have a different company that I sourced the straw cleaners from, but they're also, I think, a UK-based company that partners with organic farmers in Vietnam. I try and be really selective when I choose my suppliers. Well, it does sound like you put a lot of research and thought into that. Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure your customers will appreciate because it's kind of a project of passion. Uh, definitely. I think that making a transparent supply chain and making really thoughtful, ethical decisions along the way for any person that's producing something is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it will make your customers respect you a lot more too. I hope so. Thanks. Yeah, I think so. So do you have a day job? I was working full-time at the Whole Foods. I worked for Whole Foods pretty much since I graduated high school about 10 years ago, uh, off and on. I worked there all through college. I actually very recently went down to part-time because I was planning on doing all these markets. So I'm still there part-time. Okay, gotcha. Do you plan to do this full-time then, going to the market, selling your stuff online? It's my hope. I have a lot of big plans as far as what's happening with Razor Usables, but my immediate goals are to make it more of a presence at markets and to do more of those once they start up again. Great, great. I'm sure you're a big hit at farmer's markets. I guess we'll find out. I haven't done a farmer's market yet because okay. I started so late last year. Oh, but. okay. Gotcha. So where do you find all of these markets to apply to? A lot of research. I just started typing in like farmer's market Philly, uh, farmer's market South New Jersey, or farmer's markets Pennsylvania. And since I'm just starting, I'm mostly doing the ones in Philadelphia area. It just took a lot of correspondence with different organizers. Some of them don't really do non-food vendors, so mm -hmm. I had to find the ones that did. And there was one market actually that reached out to me to invite me, which I was like, oh, hello. Oh, yeah, that's a compliment. <laughs> that's great. <Yeah. laughs> I was very excited. Uh, I think yeah, it happened once or twice. I was like, who, <laughs> me? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So when did you realize that there was actually a market for the things that you were making? Was it when your friend asked you if you were selling them? Or was there other instances that you realized, oh, these are actually, I should sell these? I've been making so many changes in my life. And I had a very good friend of mine. She's wonderful. She would be like, I've researched this product for your birthday check out this and that. She and I really inspire each other to be uh, as eco-friendly as we can. Because I've been making all these changes, I think I realized that there was a broad audience of people who also were interested in making those changes. Just trying to be as responsible as they could be in making purchases. Okay, great. This low-waste lifestyle, you implement this in all different parts of your life? I try. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm like some beautiful little low-waste guru with just a mason jar full of trash. Um, <laughs> but I do try and really be thoughtful about things that are coming into my life and the plastic packaging that I'm producing and, and things like that. I guess if you give me a specific area of my life that you're interested in, I'd be able to expound upon it further. But the short answer is yes, I try and extend it to all parts of my life. Okay, well, that does kind of go into my next question. Do you have advice for anybody that 
is looking to get into more of a low waste lifestyle where they could start? Do you have any recommendations of books or documentaries or just any simple ways that somebody could change their everyday that they don't realize? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. I think that the first thing that I would say is number one, take it slow, be gentle with yourself. You're not going to go from, I don't know what kind of trash you produce, but you're not going to go from wherever you are to zero waste or low waste overnight. It's really difficult to sustain that if you try and make that immediate switch. A couple of things that have really helped me are, there was like a week or two ago where I posted a trash audit where I just kind of took everything that was in my trash can out and looked at it. And for this last week, I bought like these things in plastic. And it was actually shocking how little it was this time. I thought it would be a lot more because we're in quarantine and I had to buy a whole bunch of food not in bulk, but it was fine. But so doing that is a good way to start getting yourself aware. Or if you don't want to pull it all out. You can like have a little notebook by the trash can that you write stuff in. If that seems too tedious to you, then just look at it as you're putting it in there. Take a moment to be mindful. And then the other thing I would say is to just look at where you're using things that are disposable, like single-use items. I was never really a big plastic water bottles person, but some people are, and take out cutlery, things like that. Just anytime that you're using something once and throwing it away, being mindful of that and then trying to think about how to shift that. I don't really have any books that I read on the topic, but there are a ton of websites out there that are dedicated to it. My Instagram, I try and share some tips. I don't really know like how good I am at it. I'm trying, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I enjoy your Instagram a lot. It is very informative, and I love your trashy Tuesdays. When did you start that? I only live like a mile from Whole Foods, so I would walk. I just walk and see so much trash on the ground. And I was like, oh, I guess it'd probably be just as easy for me to build 10 extra minutes into my walk and pick up trash along the way. And then there's like one less target bag of trash that is going into this Google. So I just bought uh, one of those little grabbers. I guess they use it for people that maybe have limited mobility or like whatever you want to use it for. Just a little grabber. And I would just pick up trash on the way to work. And I just posted once a week the trash that I picked up. So recently it hasn't been quite as much because uh, I've been not sure how much I'm supposed to go for walks, but that's how it started. Right. Oh, that's great. And I've been seeing a lot of different communities have been trying to organize, you know, trash cleanup days and things like that. So it's really cool. Yeah, there's one here. The streets department has like a division. It's called Clean Streets Philly or Clean PHL or something. I'm sure that most cities and municipalities have those. If any of your listeners are interested, just look at your municipality's website. Yeah, absolutely. And so for your soupy Sundays, are those your own recipes or do you find them somewhere? They're mine. Yeah, actually. The last one I did, the zucchini soup was not mine. That was somebody that sent it to me, a friend of mine. But most of them, I just kind of like, will start with an inspiration of like, I want to do something with potatoes. And then I'll think of like, what kinds of potatoes I want to do. I feel it out as I'm going and I try and write down what I'm putting in as I'm going because usually I'm really bad about that. And I'll just be like, I threw in, I don't know, a handful of that. So I've been trying to write it down so I can actually share it. They're really fun to create. And when I have time, the little recipe cards are really fun to create, but I don't have time always. Oh yeah. Well, that's really great. So you're creative in all different kind of ways. You said you used to draw too. Do you still do that? So I drew portraits mostly, which are really time consuming. The majority of the drawing that I've done recently has just been like doodles or the little recipe cards. But I've been happy with the recipe cards because they're less time consuming than portraits. They're a lot more approachable. Oh, right. That's true. So what do you say to people too that have limited time that they want to get into crafting or a low waste lifestyle, but they feel like they're too busy? For a long time, I was an English teacher for a bit, a high school English teacher. And that was a time where I really felt that I didn't have time to be creative or time to express myself, like not so much with the low waste because I made that a really strong priority in my life, but the creativity definitely 
went all into my work at that time. But one thing that I found helpful was to try and take like 15 minutes a day and just be like, this is my little protected time. If it's during my lunch break and I'm just doodling, like nobody can talk to me or whatever it happens to be. You can either do 15 minutes to build up to something more or like 15 minutes of doodling just to de-stress. Uh, I think that that was something that really made it approachable for me to do while I was really busy. That's great advice. And for your reusable things that you make, your tissues, your packs, your cutlery packs, how long do those typically take for you to make? It really depends on the item. The tissues and the paperless towels don't take quite as much time because it's just cutting it and surging around the edge. So it takes a while because I'll just be like sitting there surging and surging and surging over and over again. The rolls and the pouches, it depends. The ones that have slots for the cutlery, the rolls, take a bit longer because it's just more involved to cut the two different liner fabrics, sew the slots, and then sew them together and flip it inside out and all that. The pouches don't take me anywhere near as much because it's just two pieces of fabric that I'm sewing together and then sewing into the pouch. There's not as much involved there. Ah, gotcha. And are you going to be focusing on the things that you make currently, or do you have ideas floating around of other things you want to get into or kind of put on your Etsy shop in the future? For right now, I think that this is where my focus is going to be. Although I'm always really interested in hearing from the people that are interested in what I'm making, what they want and what they need. So if anybody out there has a suggestion, you girls always listen. Oh, great. And do you take custom orders then too? If somebody says, oh, I'd love for you to make this for me, would you be willing to do that if it wasn't too time intensive? Yeah, I actually just did a custom order about a paintbrush roll. So somebody was like, I really love your utensil rolls, but I paint and I'd like to put my paintbrushes in there. And she and I just hashed out the details of that. And I just shipped it off this morning, actually. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. And do you make everything at home or will you go somewhere or do you have like an at-home studio? We're in it. Yeah. (laughs) We have a two bedroom. We were really fortunate to find a two bedroom apartment that was within our price range. And we converted the second bedroom into like a studio. My husband's computer's right there, but a studio like gaming room. It's mostly a studio if I'm honest. Oh, that's great. That's really important to kind of have your own space. And then you get into that headspace of, you know, this room is where I'm going to create. That's really cool. Well, when I first started, I felt so bad because it was just like piles of jeans on the living room floor and I'd be like cutting fabric on the floor in front of the TV. Uh, And then I'd sew literally in the corner, like right across from the basement door. So I was like, not under the stairs, but like in in this little corner sewing in the dark. Like, (laughs) it was not a great time for sewing. Well, Ray, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It is so cool hearing about what you're doing and your low-waste, upcycled, reusable goods and your lifestyle. It's really inspiring for people. Well, thank you so much. It's been, it's been really nice chatting with you too, Des. Yeah, thank you too. And I will see you on Instagram because I'm always following you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always I'll keeping up with what you're doing. It's really cool. Well, thanks. I'll see you there. What an awesome interview with Ray from Ray's Reusables. Thank you so much, Ray, for your tips and advice. And I will definitely put all of her links in the show notes and definitely go check out her upcycled reusable products on her Etsy and her Instagram. So inspiring. And so I saw a documentary a while ago called The True Cost on Netflix. Um, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix or Amazon, but definitely check that out. And the documentary just talks about 
how the fashion and clothing industry really impact our environment and how it's so important to buy reusable clothing items and to just minimize your shopping. And I actually used to work at Macy's and I would just look around and I was just kind of almost disgusted at how much clothes there were in the store. I couldn't believe it. I would look around and say like, nobody is buying all of this stuff. I can't name the companies specifically, but I know there's a lot of companies that will just throw out their clothes that aren't sold or they'll burn them or whatever, you know, and these are things that could be donated. So I think it's really important to shop reusable clothing items. I love Plato's Closet and my boyfriend Mark, he loves Buffalo Exchange. So those are two really awesome reusable clothing stores that you could buy stuff in that are pretty much brand new and really good quality and like name brand things. I try really hard to live a waste-free lifestyle, but it is very hard, but I've been trying to implement that more in my life. So check out different documentaries on this topic. Like I said, I really like The True Cost and thank you, Ray, for all of your advice and inspiration. And I definitely recommend checking out her Etsy and Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at According to Des and join my Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups backslash According to Des. And you can post everything you're working on in there. Okay, until next time. Thanks for listening.